All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, a daily hockey talk show with Tyler Yaremchuk and Frank Saravalli. As always, we're streaming on the Daily Faceoff YouTube where we are looking for your inbox questions. And as always, we are brought to you by Batano. The game starts now at batano.ca. The show starts now as well. Frank, how are you doing? I'm good. 10 days until the NHL's trade deadline. It's uh, The countdown is feeling real. What's way more wacky is the fact that we are now 25 days away from the most recent trade in the NHL. Yeah, Frank's uh, phone battery not struggling as much as it maybe would in past deadlines because we haven't had a ton of deals going down as of late. But hopefully, hopefully that changes. Until then, we'll just keep talking about what we've seen on the ice, Frank. Let's start there where the newest Dallas star continues to shine. Happy birthday, Logan Stankoven. The second round pick from 2021 scores his first career NHL goal on his birthday. And now you're probably thinking, that's crazy. What are the odds of that? It's even crazier when you consider he's the second player this week in the NHL to do it. Zach Bolduke of the St. Louis Blues did it three days ago on February 24th as well, which is just a wild coincidence. But Stankoven has slidden into this star's lineup, Frank. And if he continues to be this effective, playing north of 15 minutes a night, he's got 10 shots in two games as well. You start to look at that Dallas forward group, or at least I do, a little bit differently. Like that might be the best forward group in the NHL. If this guy's as legit as he's shown through two games. I think it is the best forward group in the NHL top to bottom. And more than that, the scariest part about 
as good as Logan Stankoven has looked, who's been one of the best prospects in hockey the last couple of years. And you look at the season he's had with the Texas stars and the AHL 57 points in 47 games, 24 goals. We've kept a close eye on him. I was so disappointed when he didn't make his NHL debut at the garden last week, but he's played really well, two points in two games to start. And as mentioned, the scary part is, his running mate in Maverick Bork in Texas in Austin is he's the next guy up. If they need another forward, he's another guy, a twin 57 point season so far this year. It, it speaks to how well the stars insanely well, the stars have drafted uh, year after year. They're finding players and second round pick 47th overall, as mentioned, one of the best prospects in the game. Jim Nill and the stars are laughing. And I think it's one of those reasons why when it comes to this deadline, as intrigued as the stars might be about improving their team, when you draft this, well, you can make the case that you should be keeping your picks. Well, yeah. Okay. So I just, I have the drafts in front of me, 2017, they go get Heiskanen and Ottinger in the first round, Robertson. In the Let second me stop round. you there. That's the best draft of any team in history. It, you changed your franchise in a matter of two rounds of the NHL draft. It's insane. And then the next year, Delandry in the first round. Next year, Harley in the first round. Maverick Bork the year after that. Johnston and then Stankoven in the second the year after that. Like It's just like hit after hit after hit. And you're right. You keep the picks. But also, I look at that forward group and I go, it's damn near perfect. Frank, there's a part of me that says they're probably one of the best teams in the league already, but how much better are you if you go get a defenseman and, and really round out this group? I don't think you need to go full Boston Bruins of last year and add two forwards and a D-man and trade all these assets, but you can probably accomplish what you need to by sacrificing, what, a second-round pick in this year's draft? Yeah, and that's where Chris Tanev comes in for me. I think he provides a different element for this team. I think he's, you know, look, he's second in the league in block shots. The Stars are 22nd in that category. I think they could use someone who just does things a little bit differently than everyone else. His playoff experience, his toughness, all those things I think matter. And, uh, you know, right now, a second round pick plus something else whether it's a really good condition on that second round pick that could become a first, you know, if the stars get to, I don't know, the Western conference final, are you okay with that pick upgrading from a, a second to a first? I mean, when you pick as well as they have in the second round and beyond, even then you're like, okay, this is, we're in good shape. Yeah. It's uh pretty remarkable what's going on in Dallas right now. They have a big, big meeting with the Colorado avalanche tonight two teams vying for that top spot in the division let's go to the other division out west though frank in the pacific where last night we had a big matchup between the edmonton oilers and la kings the kings playing some pretty decent hockey as of late the oilers slipping it was edmonton coming out on top they're now second in points percentage it's fascinating to look at that at the standings in that division and go okay edmonton la and vegas Two of those teams, or at least one of them guaranteed, is going to be done in round one. And I joked yesterday on my Oilers show that maybe Rob Blake and Ken Holland just shake hands behind the scenes and say, hey, no one go get a goalie. Let's save our assets and just roll the dice against each other that we'll find a way to fair, you know, play offense versus offense. But what do you think the Kings are going to get up to at the deadline, Frank? Because they don't have a ton of future assets to move. They've been yeah, they in the season. What assets? Like, well, when I look at their defense, like they're already there, but 
Spence and Clark, and they've got other players in the AHL that they could move. They've got a younger guy in Arthur Kaliev that I think teams are interested in. Um, like go through their list. Like they've, they've another, another team that has drafted pretty well. That's afforded themselves some different opportunities to go out and, and really make a move if they want to. My question for the Kings would be, has this team played itself into a spot where they kind of deserve to be, have a big addition come their way? I don't see the evidence to point to, to say that this is a team that, um, really should be adding or going big. Well, and that's what I was going to keep going on and say was the pieces they have are on their roster, right? Like if they move Kaliev, it's subtracting a piece off the roster to potentially try and upgrade. And I just wonder if that's a smart move when you consider just how tight things are. And again, they're very likely not going to have home ice advantage in round one. But the flip side of that, like Rob Blake has made his move on the coaching front. And we know the temperature gets dialed up on GMs after you make a coaching change. So I just wonder as we creep a little bit closer to the deadline, if Maybe he's not getting the, getting a little hot there, sitting in the GM seat for the Kings. Not that a change would happen, but once you make that move for the coach, it's kind of on you from that point on. Well, let's just consider what the goal was at this year to start. It wasn't just make the playoffs. After losing to the Oilers two years in a row was we need to win in advance. And they're not in a prime position to do that. They don't, even though they've gotten some significant improvement from someone like Quentin Byfield. And there's a lot of positive signs. The Dubois trade, I think really set them back in a big way. And then you look at the Faber trade and what that's meant to, you know, Fiala has been fine, but Faber and a first, like there have been some sidesteps here along the way, going from rebuilding team to team that's trying to contend that I think some of those questions are valid. And I wonder if there will be any repercussions in the summer, the off season. Again, you asked the point about the goaltending. Well, it looked fine to start. And David Riddick has kind of kept their season afloat. One of the real surprises of the year in 2024, he's seven, four and three with a nine 11 save percentage. I mean, this is a guy that they didn't have any faith or trust in, in training camp. He supplanted Phoenix Copley. He's now been the starter over Cam Talbot, but they're also spending way less on goaltending than anyone else. Will that bet come back to bite them? Um, it's it's a fascinating spot to be in, if not a really uncomfortable one. Yeah, the Kings get the flames tonight as they continue their Alberta road trip. And one last note on a little Pacific Division check in here. Jack Eichel skated in a non-contact jersey today via the Golden Knights official Twitter account as well. So a lot of talk about Mark Stone, obviously, over the last couple of days, but it sounds like Jack Eichel is slowly inching towards potentially getting back in the mix for Vegas. Let's stay out west, Frank. Well, Gary Bettman is coming out west, and this is an interesting one for me. All the talk over the last two months has been about the arena situation with the Arizona Coyotes and all that. Yeah, Gary Bettman's going to Winnipeg. Can you explain this visit to me? Because I don't really understand what's going on. Okay, I personally think that this is much ado about nothing. And the commissioner at times makes his visits around the league and he's scheduled to, at least according to reports, meet with some corporate sponsors, try and help the Jets drum up some new business, potentially address fans on a direct basis. But the Jets have been sounding the alarm and they did so with uh, a story with Chris Johnson in The Athletic last week about sort of their season ticket sales and their lack of corporate support and 
part of the issues that have popped up with the Jets from an off-ice perspective. And I think a lot of that falls on them. Um, you know, their owner and Mark Chipman acknowledge that they haven't been great in both selling and or servicing their fans. So I think there's some frustration in the marketplace. I think this year they were waiting to see what the team would look like given all of the turmoil and question marks heading into the year, which can explain slow season ticket sales to start. It seems like those sales have come back a little bit, at least in 2024, as the Jets have played better. But here's the big thing that I think no one is really talking about, and it wasn't mentioned in the piece, that I'm really kind of makes me think that this is much ado about nothing. One is the franchise value of the team has gone from 170 million when they purchased it in 2011 all the way up to 700 million. And I think that number is way light. I don't think any, if you're seeing the Ottawa senators go for a billion bucks or close to it, I don't think anyone's getting in the club anymore without a bill. So that's, that's a big, you know, sort of line of demarcation for the league in general Two, another thing that no one really says out loud is yes, Mark Chipman is wealthy, but his partner here is David Thompson. He's the richest man in Canada and the 24th richest man in the world. I mean, I would love it if there were only 23 people more wealthy than me in my zip code, <laughs> let alone the entire world. So whatever the Jets are going through, and I understand that every business wants to be profitable, but the checks that they're potentially writing this year and or on a year-to-year -year basis that they claim may or may not be sustainable, first off, the franchise value would suggest that it's entirely sustainable because you're essentially writing a check to yourself in the end. And two would be that whatever checks they're writing would also be less than what you would consider a rounding error for someone worth $61 billion. So I guess my point is I understand why the Jets are playing it up. They want to have fans to come to their rescue here. And it is important for a franchise to be healthy and sustainable and all those things. But can we slow our roll here? There's no chance that team's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I saw some of that noise on Twitter and I was just like, Jesus Christ, we are so far from that. And after listening to your answer, fair to say I can sum it up, the Jets will be fine? Yes. All right, there you go. Happy to put that to bed a little bit here as uh, obviously when Gary rolls into town, it's always a story. Let's wrap up our four topics with a little fair or foul. Frank, I'm going to start with a trade-related one for you. And, and I have a take. I want you to tell me if it's fair or foul. I'm going to say the St. Louis Blues will not sell a thing ahead of this year's deadline. And here's my thinking on this. Their UFAs, not that tantalizing. Kasperi Kapanen, Marco Scandella, meh. Pavel Buchnevich, $5.8 million on the books for next year. $5.8 million, if you're not willing to retain at this year's deadline, could be pretty tough for another contending team to squeeze in. I think the market for him actually gets better in the draft or in the summer when contending teams have more wiggle room. And come on, it's getting him for two runs would be great, but getting Buchnevich for a full year, teams will still pay a lot for that. And I think it's similar with Kevin Hayes as well. You'll have an easier time potentially moving him in the summer. Fair or foul, the Blues stand pat. I think foul. I think Doug Armstrong is hungry to change up the mix. Um, they've been competitive this season, which is fine. But I also think whether it's now or in the summer, I don't see him being someone that's going to pay Buchnevich 
you know, whatever that market price is, that number probably on the next deal starts with an eight, maybe north of that as a point per game guy. I just don't see the blues paying it. So I think there's potentially enough interest now to make it happen. And I also think not sure it's going to happen, but we know that they want to make changes to their back end. If your team misses the playoffs again, and you're going to bring back another, um, another year with the same four or five defensemen at the top of your depth chart that have no trades and make significant money. That's probably a pretty tough spot to be in. Fair enough. Second one I got for you, Frank, this could be a somewhat historic year when it comes to the scoring race in the NHL. We have not had at least three different players hit the 130 point mark in a season since 1992-93 when Pierre Turgeon, Timu Solani, Adam Oates, Steve Eiserman, and Mario Lemieux all did it. But those three big guns there, Kucherov, McKinnon, and McDavid are all on pace to accomplish that this year. McDavid and McKinnon are, are barely, they're on pace for like 134, 135-ish. Kucherov obviously blowing it away, but fair or foul? You think all three of them will get to the 130-point mark and we'll see something we haven't, we haven't seen accomplished in 21. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Seasons. Fair, and I'm going to take it a step further. I Ooh. think four do. I'm going to say David Pasternak and or Artemi Panarin gets there as well. You know, these are the time of year when games are tougher to win. Um, but when I look at the season that these guys have had, I don't know that they've gotten nearly enough love. And I think that they're going to find a way to get to yet another gear or a higher level. Like that you give a couple of shout outs to them. David Pasternak popping home his 37th of the year last night in the uh, Bruins game against the crack and almost got another one, but it got waved off as well. Uh, let's get back to the trade talk, Frank new insider segment. Let's get to this week's edition of icebreakers. 
Icebreakers is delivered by DoorDash, where you can check out the all-new Double Dash feature. You and your significant other, you can never agree on where to order in from. The Double Dash feature is here to save you. Add a second stop to your DoorDash order for no extra delivery fees. And if you're in Canada, you can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Frank, today's Icebreakers is all about the goalie market and when it comes to fan bases clamoring for their teams to get a goalie no one is drooling over a player more than uc sorrows he's the crown jewel of this market frank but is nashville gonna move him what's the latest i don't think so and the reason for that is there's been at least one team that's been very hot on the sorrows trail over the last couple weeks and i believe that to be the new jersey devils i think once Things fell through with Jacob Markstrom. They weren't able to complete the deal. I think they turned their sights to Soros. And one team told me on Monday, and I confirmed it this morning, that the Preds have told teams that have asked about Soros that so long as they are in a playoff spot, they do not have an intention on trading Soros. Now, the usual caveat supply if for whatever reason the Preds who are holding down the eighth spot and have won five in a row suddenly fall out of the mix over the next nine days, then all bets are off. I I don't foresee that happening because at the very least, they're still going to be within striking distance. Or if someone makes a godfather type offer, which I don't foresee that materializing, you would think that that would probably already come to pass. So, um, Likely, very likely that so long as the Preds are in a playoff position, UC Soros will remain in Nashville. So let's take a team like the New Jersey Devils, for example. If they can't get their hands on a Soros, do they maybe just pivot right back to Jacob Markstrom? I think it's possible that they rekindle. I think the lines of communication remain open, but there is certainly a gap to bridge there. And I think the belief is that this centers around the Calgary Flames retaining some portion of Markstrom's salary. What that is, what it looks like, will that ultimately happen? Can they rekindle it? I don't know, but I think one thing to make clear here on the Markstrom front is the idea that Markstrom is not going to be standing in Calgary's way. He is at an age where he wants to try and compete for a Stanley cup. He realizes that with Calgary trending toward a retool or rebuild, whatever R word you want to choose, that he's not likely to have a chance to do that in Calgary. And the flames are really in no rush to trade him because with a really weak goalie free agent class coming up, well, Markstrom will be just as valuable in the summer and you could have potentially more teams in the mix that would trade for him as you then try and figure out a path for Dustin Wolf and what happens next. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about considering the free agent market this summer. Uh, let's keep going down the list here. Let's say uh, if we were Tom Fitzgerald, okay, Soros not happening. Let's say, okay, what if Markstrom doesn't happen? Who else is out there for Tom Fitzgerald? Well, one guy that Tom Fitzgerald has also called about is Jake Allen of the Montreal Canadiens. I don't think that there's been any sort of firm offer or anything like that. But you could add him to the list of the guys that the Devils would consider. And me personally, I think Allen is a really nice checkdown option. The Devils, they need stability in net. They're, for the third time in, in five years 
since Tom Fitzgerald took over on January 12th, 2020, they're on track to finish in the bottom two in the league in save percentage. They need help. It's time that they solve that. And some people would say, well, Jake Allen, why him? Look at his numbers this season. I prefer to look at the 353 games that he first played in the NHL at a 9-11 save percentage and say he hasn't really played on a great team in Montreal. He's got the pedigree and history, and the Canadians are willing to retain half on Allen, which would knock him down to $1.9 bucks, and you could have him for next season when you're goaltending. Again, mentioning the free agent market might be in flux. Even if he's your backup at $1.9 bucks that's a pretty good number to have a goalie at in that category. So he can be your 1B, he can be your backup, but at $1.9 to me, he makes a ton of sense for someone, and I'm surprised that no one has stepped up yet on the Allen front to take him off Montreal's hands as they've been carrying three goalies all year. So we've kind of hit on the big three here, Saros, Markstrom, and Allen. And because I've seen it pop up in the chat, we established last week, earlier this week, whenever it was, that Marc-Andre Fleury, in all likelihood, is not going anywhere. So Correct. Let, and yeah, he, so he who, said as much that he wants to be in Minnesota, and reminder that he has full control with a full no move. So is there anyone else out there lurking in the weeds who teams might try to target? Well, there's some of the usual suspects. Capo Kakinen in San Jose has actually pretty decent numbers this year. 905 save percentage on the 31st place team in the league. There's Anton Forsberg, whose numbers haven't been great in Ottawa uh, this year. 889 save percentage, um, but in his previous 82 games with the Sens and 911 um I think they're open to uh, to looking at something on Forsberg if someone were to present something. But one team that is not in sell mode quite yet, and it remains to be seen what they end up doing on the goalie front, is the Washington Capitals with Charlie Lindgren. He's been outstanding this year in 27 games played, a 914 save percentage. And the 914 is great, but that isn't actually what gets everyone excited on the Lindgren front. It's the fact that he signed for next year as well at just 1.1 million bucks. So his numbers are good. He had been thought of even going back to his time in St. Louis, um, that he was a guy that is a great, was a great third goalie option. He's played himself into a, a great backup option. And could he potentially be something more than that for another team? I don't think he moves at this deadline, but I think he's certainly a name to keep in mind as you get to the summer. Uh, as the game of goaltending musical chairs spins once again. I can also, uh, I can finish this one for you, Frank, with another year on his deal with that cheap cap it. When you consider the weak free agent class, his value goes up. I'm learning. I'm learning as we do these. Uh, that'll be a wrap on another edition of Icebreakers, as always, delivered by DoorDash. Moving along to our daily face-off inbox question brought to you by Tourism Jasper. Frank, we got a couple here in the chat. I actually think we can work through a few because we have some time. Andrew wants to know, the quiet market, is it because teams are waiting to accrue their cap space or is it actually just a quiet market? It's a quiet market and a lot of managers um, think that it's a pretty thin market as well. So um, I think that's part of the holdup. I think they view maybe a small handful of true difference makers. I think they've been 
kicking tires on a bunch of other players that have term. And short of that, it's like, well, is this guy a perfect fit for our bottom six? What does this depth defenseman look like and how different is he than what we already currently have? There's been a lot of that stuff going on. Fair enough. Uh, Joe's also in. He saw your hit on Morning Cup of Hockey with Johnny Lazarus and Colby Cohn. You can watch that show Monday through Thursday live every morning on the DFO YouTube. He wants you to elaborate a little bit on what you were saying about the Rangers and their deadline plans. Yeah, I think there was some notion out there a few weeks ago or some reporting that the Rangers wouldn't move their first round pick because they are hosting the draft at the MSG owned sphere this year in Las Vegas. And I just don't believe that to be accurate. Look at Chris Drury's past deadlines. Look at how well this team has played of late. Look at the additional hole created in the lineup by Blake Wheeler's injury. Uh, it's not going to net a huge cap space return with his LTIR, but it does present another opportunity for the Rangers to make a move with their lineup. I think their defense is set. Their goaltending is elite. I think they've got the best right side defense in hockey. And with a third line center and another winger, why can't the New York Rangers win the Stanley Cup this year? Yeah, I they were one of my picks from the beginning of the year. So uh, let's move along to our Botano daily bets for the day. Hashtag Botano. The game starts now. Botano.ca 19 plus. Please play responsibly. A couple of plays for you here on a Tuesday night. We will start with the Detroit Red Wings on the puck line. They are at home taking on the Washington Capitals. Detroit been a very solid home bet so far this season. Washington struggled on the road 12 and 16 straight up. I'm chasing the juice here. The Red Wings are well red hot five wins in a row i like them at home give me plus 140 on the puck line for my player props this evening i'm back to the old shot prop parlay bobby mcmahon for the toronto maple leafs has hit this number in four of five he has a total of 14 shots in those five games as well vlad tarasenko for the senators He's hit this number in four or five, and that is very low for a guy like Tarasenko, who we know likes to use his shot. You play those two together, it comes in at a very nice plus 156. So a couple of juicy plus money plays here on a Thursday night, which brings us to Garbage Time, brought to you by Wendy's and the Daily Face-Off Survivor game. You can compete over at dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com to win some delicious prizes like 150 rewards points on the Wendy's app. Frank, I stayed alive yesterday. I am in. Connor McDavid picked up two points. Are you still in? That uh, you just made me check. I am in play. Yes, let's Ooh, go. Oh, we're both. I on went the with. Uh, I went with Connor McDavid also over one and a half points, and that leaves me to make a selection for tonight. And. Oof. I know this is a really tough slate. Dylan Larkin hasn't hit that shot prop in five straight games. I know that I did a little bit of research. I kind of want to do a bit of research and see if taking the penguins over 15 and a half blocked shots makes any sense, but I don't know how well they've been doing. What's their blocks per 60. I'm very good. at. Yeah, I mean, uh... Oh no, they, they stink at blocking shots. Don't do that. They're 26th in the NHL. So I, I might take the one we have highlighted here. Tage Thompson to get a point. Why not? Yeah, I might go with Kevin Fiala to get a point. He's always good for an assist. Uh, Frank, for garbage time today, I'm going to take a bit of a selfish one here. I got a chance to uh, meet and catch up with Brandon, an Oilers fan from Illinois last night who came up to Edmonton to watch the games. And Gav, if we can blow up this picture, I want to see the caption a little bit. I love that. That was Brandon. the guy I told you to connect with. 
Yeah, yeah. He came by the office. We did a podcast together. That is Brandon in the middle from Illinois. We got our boy Dukes from Australia on the right side and Jack the Brit on the left side. I mean, all corners of the world. These three guys have been hanging out a ton and they are only in Edmonton to come up and watch the Oilers. So getting to catch up with Dukes and Brandon yesterday and just hear all the great things they had to say about Edmonton was really awesome to hear. I'm a proud Edmontonian and I love when people come and experience the city. And for Brandon, he came for a four game homestand. Last night was his final game, and he finally got to see his first win at Rogers Place. So it's awesome to see these three guys living it up and enjoying the city. And that, I mean, come on, sports fans traveling everywhere to see their teams. These three guys coming all the way to Edmonton is just mind-blowing for me. Yeah, that uh, is some serious dedication and commitment. It speaks to the brand that the Oilers have built, but also like... 10 consecutive days in Edmonton. Like could you imagine like you're, you're from Illinois and you tell your boss and you bring your wife or your significant other with you. And you're like, yeah, we're going away for 10 days and we're going to Edmonton in the dead nuts middle of winter. Yeah. That's, that's a whole next level. We also, uh, we got one of the biggest dumps of snow I can remember in recent memory over the last kind of 48 hours in Edmonton. And uh, Dukes, the Australian, he's never seen snow before. So oh, he said he's he got, just it, he like, got his money's worth. Yeah, he's like, I've just been looking out the window, watching it fall. Like it's been, uh, it's been something. So anyways, big shout out to uh, those three, some international fans traveling to see some good NHL hockey up in Edmonton. That is a wrap on today's edition of the show. Luke Gazdick on the program tomorrow. And of course, some more trade talk with our deadline countdown. So a big shout out to everyone in the YouTube. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. (laughs) 
All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.